0: Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. Today's gonna be a bonus episode of Nashville Restaurant Radio. We have a professional eater. His name is Randy Santel, and he is kind of an internet sensation, and he travels around the country eating, cooking challenges at individual restaurants. So he he tells a story. It's super interesting. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. It's a quick listen. But today's episode is going to be brought to you by FOH and BOH.com. They are foe and Bo. And they are taking off, guys. If you work in the restaurant industry and you're looking for a job, you need to go create a profile now because this is where everybody is going to hire you at. Uh, if you're a restaurant and you're not signed up yet, you go ahead and do it. This is where everybody's going to be. It is uh, it is free to do. It's free to sign up if you're a restaurant. It's free to sign up if, you are a, uh, if you're an employee looking for a job. Um, it is free through the end of the month. Of August so jump on it you got like 10 more days um, we also want to talk to you about Springer Mountain Farms chicken today and I talk about Springer Mountain Farms chicken a lot but I don't talk about their products I know that you know that there's fresh product out there they got boneless skinless chicken breast uh, they've got boneless skinless thighs wings drumettes party wings drumsticks whole chickens whole roasting chickens but did you know that they have a full line of gluten-free frozen chicken in the freezer section of your grocery store. They have fully cooked gluten-free buffalo-style wings, savory wings, gluten-free grilled chicken breast slices, gluten-free chicken breasts, gluten-free breaded breast strips, and breaded breast chunks. So there's lots of different options to get your uh, healthy chicken. Uh, Find them at any Publix grocery store and select Kroger's. If you go to springmountainfarms.com, you can see a full list of what um, what is out there. So we thank you guys for listening today on this Saturday bonus edition. If you haven't done it yet, please go to the Nashville Scene website and click on the Best of Nashville. And if you love this podcast, let them know. Go to the Media and Politics section and type in Nashville Restaurant Radio for your favorite podcast. The 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 voting ends on August 31st, so uh, every vote is a big help to us to get the word out and let everybody know. Another update, next week, coming up Monday, we will have Will Newman, who's the owner of Edley's Barbecue. Wednesday, we will have Pat Martin, who is the owner of Martin's Barbecue, as well as Hugh Babies, And then Thursday, we have Stephen Smithing for a full episode. He will be... Uh, talking about everything. He's the owner of Green Hills Grill in Bull. we got a jam-packed week next week. We're excited to have you guys uh, with us, so make sure that you are checking in. And if you subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel as well as this podcast, I sometimes put out episodes at random. So if you're a subscriber, you'll get a notification when I put the episodes out. And um, you want to be in the know. So without further ado, let's jump in with Randy Santel. All right. So, with much excitement, I'd like to welcome into Nashville Restaurant Radio Randy Santel. Welcome, Randy. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. This is going to be fun. Uh, you, that is the understatement of the day. I have never in my life uh, had a professional eater on Nashville Restaurant Radio. I've never—I don't think I've ever met a professional eater in real life.
1: It's a very unique career. I've been doing it since 2010, actually full time since 2013 so it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work though so it sounds awesome but there's a lot that goes into it okay so let's let's
0: let's get into that but let's first tell the story how did you become a
1: professional eater okay well awesome well in i played college football at missouri state university which is in southwest missouri a city called springfield I've got two degrees from there now, but I graduated in 2008 and I was an offensive lineman. I averaged around probably let's say 315 pounds back then. And I knew that I didn't need all that weight on me after I got done. So I started looking into ways of uh, health, nutrition and stuff like that, of getting my body weight down. In 2010, I actually competed in a national body transformation contest sponsored by Men's Health Magazine and then the television show Spartacus. And I ended up winning. I got flown out to Auckland, New Zealand as part of the grand prize with my buddy, Zach. And I was on the set of Spartacus for a week, but to celebrate the end of that diet contest being over that period, my buddy invited me to do a 28 inch pizza challenge with him that he had lost before. It was a two meat topping, 28 inch diameter, about 11 pound pizza. We ended up finishing it in 48 minutes to get the meal free. And then we got a $500 check too. So I was like, hey, I'm still a little bit uh, hungry not really hungry but I knew I had more more space for some more food and so I knew I was pretty good and a month later I ended up doing an 18 inch square deep dish pizza that over 120 people had failed I was the first person to beat that I finished in 53 minutes and I got a check for $450 so everything just has really gone from there and fast forward over 10 years now I've got 863 food challenge wins in 37 countries around the world, and then in all 50 states. I was the third person to get a food challenge win in all 50 states, so that's pretty cool. There's still only three of us.
0: Well, I don't even know how to unpack what you just now said, but
1: <laughs>
0: I, I'm gonna start with the set of Spartacus. Okay. You win this contest, you get to fly to New Zealand. How was, I mean, just, have you been to New Zealand before?
1: Well, it was actually my first time out of the country, so I had to get a passport just for that trip. And now I've used it a lot since, but that was actually kind of an eye opener. I had never been out of the country before, really, on, only to a few states, and it's uh, whatever you want to call it. But it's kind of like that that saying, if you uh, the whole world is a book, and if you stay in the same place, you've only seen one page. It was an eye opener of wow, the whole world is pretty cool. I want to go see it, and the food challenges kind of have allowed me to be able to do that. So, but yeah. New Zealand, I've been back since. I was there in 2017 on my way home back to the USA from Australia, and it's awesome. If you ever get the chance to go to New Zealand, definitely do it.
0: So were you actually on the show, Spartacus? Did you get to
1: act? Well, I was on the prequel, Gods of the Arena, episode number three, but if you blink, you'd probably miss me. <laughs> I was just a background person at the uh, in the background of a scene swinging a sword. So I got I got my face and bodies in there a little bit, but definitely not too much.
0: Very cool. So you come back and you celebrate, you eat a gigantic pizza with your friend and you say, I got more room. I could do this. Is there some have you always been like a big eater? I mean, when you were a kid or who like, damn, Randy eats a lot of food. I mean, you were an offensive lineman, so you obviously ate a lot. You had to be a big guy, but like, is there any practice or anything? Abnormal about you that allows you to eat this much?
1: Uh, yeah, it's there's definitely a genetic component to be able to eat a whole lot. But I would say I've always been a big eater. Even in fifth grade, I weighed 205 pounds, which is pretty considerable. Yeah. So, and then I lost. My mom actually helped me with the Weight Watchers program, helped me get my weight down. I lost 40 pounds on that to get down to 165 pounds in sixth grade. But I My actual first job when I was 15 and a half or whatever it was, was Subway. I was a sandwich artist. I used to eat three double meat footlongs every time I worked. So that's a hell of a lot of food. So um, I've always been a big eater, but it wasn't until I did my first food challenge that I really got into all this.
0: So you did your food, first food challenge. What is your favorite food? Like, If you're not doing a food challenge, what's your like? dream food that you could eat?
1: Uh, I mean, if I could only choose one restaurant the rest of my life, it would be Taco Bell. But um, I would say if I had to choose a favorite food, uh, I love anything flavored buffalo chicken. So I would say a buffalo chicken pizza without blue cheese.
0: A buffalo chicken pizza without blue cheese. Okay, I was thinking like... Blue
1: cheese is nasty. You don't like blue cheese? No, not a bit, not at all. And it's in a lot of food challenges, so that kind of sucks. But I'm able to eat it just without any enjoyment.
0: I was going to ask that because I watched – I knew you were coming on the show today, so I went to YouTube, which you can find Randy Santel at YouTube. You have over a million followers on YouTube.
1: Yep, yeah, YouTube and Facebook too. So we get a lot of followers on Facebook. I think we're almost up to like 1.2 million on Facebook, but then we're almost up to 1.1 million on youtube so things are going really well
0: yeah i would say so and every <laughs> time you start a contest off you you do this atlas yep. right so tell me about that
1: well yeah uh everybody that watches now they all know about my pre-ritual i've had it for years uh the flexing actually a lot of people give me crap because i don't really lift as much as i did in my football days or uh the earlier uh parts of my career now most of my calorie burning is through cycling Uh, I've got a spin bike, actually. Uh, I'm in my uh, van that I travel around with, but you can see here I've got my uh, spin bike that I ride. I put that in my hotels or sometimes in parks and stuff like that. So I do a lot of cycling to burn the weight now. But the flexing all has to do with stuff, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but I'm actually in the process of becoming a registered dietitian so that after I get done with all the food challenges, I'm going to be using my social media that I've been growing with the food challenges to help everybody with nutrition and weight management. So, but before I do any food challenge, I always do the sign of the cross. I can't exactly say I'm a practicing Catholic, but I grew up Catholic, my family's Catholic. So I pray before each meal, mostly that I do the best I can and don't choke. And then I will, have you ever watched a movie Over the Top? Yeah, with uh, Stallone? Stallone, yeah, arm wrestling movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. One of my dad and I's favorites, but before every food challenge, just like he does before every arm wrestling match, I turn my hat around and I transform into Atlas. And the guy that did the first food challenge with me, uh, him and I, before our pizza, were trying to think of cool eating nicknames. And he, we couldn't really think of anything. So he decided, hey, I'll be Zeus. And since he was going to be Zeus, I figured I'd be Atlas. So that, that's actually where Atlas and Zeus Promotions came from. Uh, He only did the first two challenges with me. He lost that second challenge that he did. It was a solo challenge, and then he quit after that, but I thought Atlas Promotion sounded stupid, and I liked that it had A to Z, so I just kind of came with it, but then in 2014, I started up foodchallenges.com with my friend Magic Mitch Dombrowski, uh, who still does the editing. He's been doing the editing since 2013, and then our friend Arthur uh, joined in in 2016, but yeah, everything's pretty much foodchallenges.com. Now, uh, any videos that you watch, I'm always wearing something with FC on it. The hat says FC. It all stands for foodchallenges.com.
0: Well, so you've made quite the business out of eating these food challenges around the country. Do you do any of the... The big food challenges, like where it's a fast eating competition, like the, the hot dog challenge, you know?
1: Yeah, what you're talking about is an eating contest. So there's food challenges and an eating contest. So the eating contest would be like the 4th of July uh, thing with Joey Chestnut. Uh, back in the day, Takaru Kobayashi, uh, all those guys eating a whole bunch of hot dogs to see how many they can eat in 10 minutes. That would be more of an eating competition or an eating contest what I do is pretty much food challenges. Really, it is just man versus food, not to copy the show from the Travel Channel, but it's just whatever rules the restaurant has, just finishing the food or whatever you got to finish within the time limit or whatever the restaurant has you do. How
0: do you how do you find these challenges?
1: Well, now that I've got so much social media and everybody just knows me from foodchallenges.com or uh, I mean... Even the the new reboot of of Man Versus Food, I've had a couple friends on there and most of them uh, tell those people, that frickin' Randy Santel guy is everywhere. So I mean, you can't really look up food challenges without finding uh, foodchallenges.com or else just my videos. I mean, if you type in food challenges uh, just on YouTube, Randy's videos are gonna come up. So uh, most of the time, people will message me about them uh, I'll get uh, Facebook messages, emails, stuff like that. And then I've got a guy that helps me keep the foodchallenges.com database updated. Have you failed any? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I failed one so far on this trip. It was a giant chicken fried steak challenge in Muskogee, Oklahoma. So that video will be coming up soon. But uh, in 2019, I lost 12. So I think it was a 93 percentage, not too bad. But I was 100 and, 121 and 12. So, I had a very busy 2019. Well, I mean, you know, you got to think that at
0: some point somebody's just going to go, here's a 300 ounce steak, and you're going to go, there's a <laughs> freaking way, man. Like, I mean, yeah,
1: well, I try not to sign up for any that I know I can't win. Like, some people submit like 10 pound food challenges, 13 pound food challenges, and I know I can't eat that much. Before I'm all done, I do want to eat a 10 pound challenge uh, that actually weighs legit 10 pounds. It's definitely not gonna be tomorrow though. I gotta lose some more weight before I can do that.
0: So let's talk about that. When you say you gotta lose some more weight before you, you think like the big guys, you almost like the the bigger you are, the more you could eat. Like you're saying you have to lose weight before you can eat that. What's the science there?
1: Well, it's kind of known by the belt of fat theory is that the more fat you have around your midsection, your waistline, all that fat restricts your stomach and your internal organs from being able to move around inside you so that you can fit more food. So if you watch the Joey Chestnut or any of those guys on 4th of July, the people that are eating the most hot dogs are probably the thinner ones that don't have a lot of fat around their midsection, restricting their stomach from being able to open up and relax. So those big guys, I mean, and even when I get really big at the end of my tours, it's definitely a noticeable difference. I can't eat nearly as much as I was able to back when I first started.
0: So let's, I think that's the first thing people think, you know, hey, you're a professional, They like, oh, go, God, he must be huge. So you actually go through cycles where you lose weight and then you go out on tour where you eat a bunch of food at different places and then you bulk up and then what you take like a, you hibernate? Like, what do you What do? you do? Yeah,
1: it's not really on purpose. But I mean, when I do tours, it, the most economical thing is I try to create as many videos as I can for the channels. And so I do pretty much a food challenge every day. It's not anything that most people do. Uh, I've got like, there's only like two or three people that have ever done a tour where they've even gotten close to even 25. I mean, there's maybe two or three people that have ever eaten 25 challenges in a month. I've done that probably 10 times, maybe. You so, think I mean. You it's unhealthy, though. Uh, oh, no. I, I definitely never call it healthy. But, like, in 2015, I did, I think, 78 challenges in 80 days. So, but that was, I knew I was going to be starting school again to become a dietitian. So, I had to get as many videos as I could filmed because I knew I was going to have to be in school and I wouldn't be able to go around doing any challenges, maybe a weekend here and there. So we just tried to do as many as you can. So, I mean, there's been trips where I've gained like 50 pounds. So, yeah, it's by no means healthy. But, uh, I mean, the body is a very strong, powerful thing. And I take a couple months off after those big trips in order to uh, ride my bike or work out, do everything I need to do, eat a lot lighter, a lot more healthy vegetables, leaner meats, uh, healthier carbs, stuff like that, in order to get my weight back down, get all my blood levels back in check before I do it all again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Pardon me. I just feel like, a, for what you do for a, for a profession, and then going into being a dietitian is like, is that like I'm gonna? Hey,
1: you are not the you're just, not the first it's... person to recognize the irony.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's almost like I'm gonna smoke a pack of cigarettes a day or an hour so that I can learn how to stop lung cancer. It's like. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's a, one of the things is we'll be able to relate with people. Um, in the world of dietetics, uh, dietitians, like 95% are women. And a lot of those women have never been big. So it's very hard to relate to bigger people. So uh, people will obviously be able to relate to me, and they'll know that I've got experience. Because once I'm a dietitian, I'll weigh around 245 pounds. And I'll maintain that because I won't be traveling around doing food challenges. I'll instead be traveling around to do public speaking at conferences and stuff like that, and then I'll obviously have uh, two or three videos a week, probably helping people with different stuff related to nutrition and weight management.
0: So, in essence, I mean like you, by you doing this, you. I, I, so, I, I guess you you see the irony, but I I feel like what you're doing is fantastic because it's like. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm intentionally doing this right now. I'm building up a following. I recognize what builds up the following, and then when you do go into the dietetics, you're you're gonna have this gigantic following of people um, that you can now help.
1: Yeah, you can't get five million subscribers by posting pictures of kale. <laughs> you can. You just have to be like Thomas. Uh, I don't think you can. <laughs> or else you'd have to have like a swimsuit, sexy body with a big booty. Uh, twerking all the time with the kale in the photos.
0: Well, that might be the next career. (laughs) I don't think so. We'll see. So what's been your favorite food challenge you've done so far? Like, Is there one that you went into that you were most afraid of and turned out really good or just best food? What,
1: What do you got? I've got two videos on the channels. One's the most delicious food challenges and one's favorite food challenges. They're two very different videos because I mean, I could eat garbage food, but if 300 people come to watch me, I'm of course gonna love that because that's awesome. Uh, This just actually happened to be delicious food. It was a three kilogram burger in Melbourne, Australia, and it was on my 31st birthday, I think it was, and over 250 people came to watch. There were actually more people watching from the windows outside than there was able to, uh, people able to fit into the restaurant. But I ended up winning, I beat the record that I wanted to beat by like 12 seconds. So it was really intense. It was an awesome challenge. That would be my favorite. Definitely, it wasn't in my top 10 most delicious foods or anything like that, but uh, just because so many people were there, uh, just the experience overall, that was definitely my favorite.
0: So you really get you you really get uh, a charge from when people are there and they're cheering and watching the videos, you have all these people towards the end, they start cheering, they start
1: getting you going. I mean, oh, yeah, and I needed that last night. I was at a restaurant called Cha Time uh, here in Nashville, and it was the we were starting the challenge, and it can be a little bit different uh, when starting challenges because nobody's ever done them before. And oh, my gosh, so much food. It was, I would say it was definitely eight or more pounds of food between uh, a whole bunch of ramen, udon noodle bowls, appetizers, there were rice dishes. It was crazy. But I had an hour to do it. It took me like 56 minutes. It really helped that there were a lot of people there inside the restaurant cheering towards the end. And can anybody do that challenge like you did last night? Is that something that's... Oh, no. No, there's not going to be many people beating that. Uh, That's actually one of the problems with food challenges all around, especially the United States now, is just kind of the bigger is better attitude. And the bigger you go, the fewer people that can actually win. There's a lot of places all around the country where... Uh, there's pretty much only professional level people uh, on the wall of fame. So a lot of the bigger challenges that I've done, I know most of the people that are on the wall of fame with me.
0: How big is the community? How big is the community of professionals?
1: It's it's dying. I'm not gonna say it's dying, but it's definitely not growing. So, and it's a lot smaller than it was in like 2010, 2012, 2013, even back in kind of the glory days of when the show with man versus food uh, with Adam Richmond was really big. So he wasn't an inspiration for anything that I do, but he's definitely a big reason why I'm why I'm at this point, just because I would say like 400 of the 863 food challenge wins I have now, the restaurants don't even exist anymore. And a lot of the restaurants that do quit their challenges. So there's not nearly as many food challenges available as there was back when food challenges were popular. I wonder why that is. Uh, well, uh, people are just so, uh, there's just so much confusing information on nutrition. Uh, there's just so many people with weight management problems uh, struggling to do all that. And then, um, I mean, if restaurants don't think that the, there's just less people doing food challenges, it's not like the in cool, trendy thing anymore. And if it's not a proven system of, of working and things like that, of, uh, an easy source of marketing and income and stuff like that. Restaurants aren't really going to take the risk. Okay. Is there, who- so, I mean, the opportunity is definitely there, uh, especially if the challenges are smaller. But as far as big, big challenges, there's not that many of us still going around. And uh, even the ones that are, there are some, but they don't really have that much social media. And so, I mean, restaurants... They, of course, want everybody to attempt, but there's not many people like me going around with big social media followings, uh, helping to do the, rest, the restaurant challenges and stuff like that. I think there's maybe, as far as YouTube eaters uh, do food challenges, uh, I would say there's like maybe 15 to 20. Wow. Um, so definitely not enough to create any kind of movement where restaurants all over are wanting to do food challenges. Okay. It makes updating the keeping the food challenges.com uh, database pretty easy, but that's not a good thing.
0: That's so fascinating, man. It's just so fascinating. I'm so, um, I think it's so cool what you do. All right. So let's have us drive people to YouTube. Let's have people go to your Facebook page, like him, follow him. This is Randy Santel, and um, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Where are you headed next?
1: Uh, well, I'm in today. I'm in Nashville again at Juicy Seafood, uh, doing a big giant seafood challenge, and then I head to Knoxville and then Pigeon Forge, Chattanooga and a couple other cities around uh, eastern Tennessee. And then I'll head into Virginia and North Carolina. Then we'll go to South Carolina, Georgia, maybe the Florida Panhandle, and then uh, Mississippi, Alabama. Uh, I reverse those, Alabama, Mississippi, New Orleans, and then we'll head into Texas. So and then after that, Arizona, and then Colorado, and then I'll probably head home for a little bit. That'll be probably in November. I can bet, yeah. A lot of biking to do coming up these next few months. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: do you hold all the food down? I mean, do you ever finish it like, get out of there? And, like, I mean, do you? you...
1: Uh, Yeah, I pretty much hold them all down. There's only very few times, and those few times are their huge challenges. Like, last night, it was huge. Uh, I had a miserable evening uh, all night last night, just laid in my hotel bed. But, yeah, no, I keep it down whenever I can. There's only few times when the body says, hey, no buddy, you're not doing this. Wow, So I mean, I always just tell people, hey, I'm in the zero cavities club and I'm not looking to have esophageal problems. So I keep it all down.
0: I love it. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Anything that you would like to say to the people in Nashville?
1: Uh, anybody that has any questions about food challenges, if you've ever thought about maybe training for one and doing one, there's quite a few around Nashville and just get on foodchallenges.com. And I've got over a hundred articles on there, helping people understand everything they need to do to our slogan is "Win before you begin.
0: I love it. Randy Santel. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nashville restaurant radio.
1: Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me.